Welcome to Living With, a podcast about the stories and people behind Health Union. Health Union integrates the power of human connection and technology, uniting people in the shared experiences of life with chronic health conditions. I'm Emily Downward. Hi, Kathy. It's Emily Downward from Health Union. Hey, Emily. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Just fine, thanks. Doing well now. Kathy Reagan Young is one of Health Union's advocates on multiplesclerosis.net, where she shares her experiences of what it's like to live with MS through video interviews. And can you tell me about when you first began experiencing symptoms? Sure. I was, let's see, this was in 2008, and I woke up one morning, and something was just off with my vision. I couldn't really explain what it was, but I knew looking out the, into my backyard, something didn't seem right, and I had slept a solid eight hours the night before, but I was so tired, and luckily, I was doing marketing for an ophthalmologist at the time, and when I told him I just wasn't feeling well, I thought I had the flu, so I wouldn't be able to work on a project for him. There was something funky with my eyes. He said, come right in. I want to see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And he was the first one to tip me off and suggest that this might be something a little bit more than the flu, and he sent me in to see a neurologist, and the rest is history. (laughs) Wow. That's uh, that's an unusual way. I haven't heard about an ophthalmologist being the first one to kind of point you in that it's, direction. Yeah, it's kind of strange, although a good majority of people are sort of tipped off or their first symptom might be um, something with their eyes, their vision or optic neuritis, something like that. Um, I had sixth nerve palsy, which meant that I, I started to see double. And it just got worse over the course of a couple of days. And so he said to me, I can tell you that this is sixth nerve palsy, but I can only tell you that that's a symptom of something else. That's not the answer. So you need to see a neurologist and you need an MRI to really get the answers. And he arranged for me to go directly to a neurologist. Um, It helps to know people (laughs) in the medical field because he was a friend of mine too, so... He and his wife were both doctors, and they ushered me right through this process. I know an awful lot of people took literally years to get diagnosed. Yeah. And I took mm, three weeks, maybe a month. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, thank goodness. Multiple sclerosis, or MS, affects the central nervous system, which includes the brain, spinal cord, and nerves. Because it interferes with the nerves... MS can impact a person's ability to move, cause numbness or pain, impact vision, and it can cause cognitive difficulties or cog fog. Though it is treatable, MS is currently incurable and is a serious progressive disease. It can vary in intensity from one person to the next. For some, it is mild, while for others, it can be debilitating. How would you describe what it's like to live with MS to someone who doesn't know about it? Um, well, every day is different. Mm. (laughs) 
Um, and depending on your perspective, that can be good and bad. I have certainly learned how to roll with the punches. Um, I literally don't know from day to day, um, hour to hour, honestly, minute to minute, something could change. And that's everything from my vision. Um, I lose feeling. Um, I go numb. Um, I oftentimes have what I call cog fog, which is where I just get really confused. And uh, I really have trouble speaking coherently. Um, it's frightening, honestly. Mm. But it's been 10 years now since my diagnosis. So the good news is I recognize when something's happening. Um, so it doesn't scare me like it used to. But every day truly is a different day. <laughs> and it could be great. And it, couldn't, it could be pretty awful. But um, the truth is anybody could say that. Um, I, I like to say MS is just life magnified because the truth is anything could change for anyone at any moment. It mm, is more common for someone with MS, but the truth is that is a reality um, that though not everybody is aware of, it does exist for everyone. Yeah, I would agree. And how does the weather affect you? Oh my goodness. Heat is the worst. Um, Heat and humidity in particular, I find. Uh, I know that a lot of people are bothered by the cold, but really, I love the cold. <laughs> but heat, uh, again, to, back to that cog fog, that really starts messing with my head pretty quickly. Um, I move much slower, literally and figuratively. I mean, my brain moves really slow. My body moves slowly. I start hurting uh, pretty quickly after I'm in the heat. What I've found, though, is if I can, you know, I have some things like some cooling gear that I can put on, and, and if I can get my core temperature down, um, it tends to resolve pretty quickly for me, thank goodness. I know not all MSers are as lucky as I am. And heat and humidity, and you live in Virginia, right? <laughs> yes, I do, and it's horribly hot and humid here, which is ironic, I guess. I don't know. Am I crazy for saying? Probably. Um, but there's also an awful lot of water here and that makes a big difference. So That's <laughs> if true. I can get into the ocean, I'm good. <laughs> so I watched a video that you did for multiplesclerosis.net with your teenage daughters about how your having MS has impacted them. Yeah. What surprised that, you about what they had oh to say? A lot surprised me. I was very intentional in not wanting to talk to them about it beforehand because I really wanted to um, be authentic in my reaction and I wanted to just just talk to them. I just wanted to let everyone in to watch me talk to my kids mm -hmm. about this because I get a lot of questions about should I tell my kids and if I should, how should I tell my kids? And and moms in particular, I think, are so concerned that they're going to burden their kids. Um, so this was, this was such a beautiful opportunity to take a minute and just ask them, you know, what has this been like for you? And what do you, how, how is this in an ongoing way um, impacting your life? And I am so proud of them for so many reasons, but probably mostly because of their empathy. And I really believe that's because I have MS. They have, 
dealt with things that most kids their age haven't dealt with. They've had to learn how to do some cleaning and do some cooking and um, they've seen mom in bed for days on end and, and they've seen me, you know, go to the hospital. My oldest daughter brought me there for my last infusion. Mm. She insisted. She didn't want me to go alone. Um, and yeah, they're very sweet, kind-hearted girls, but I think that's because they've seeing what a difference that can make and, you know, just, um, asking how I am can make my day so much better. And that has extended to how they treat others. I see them when we're even, you know, at a farmer's market and they see someone struggling, they'll both rush up to help someone. Uh, and I just don't see that reaction in a lot of 15 and 17 year olds. Um, so I'm very proud of them. I was, really surprised to hear that they have not asked me to do some things um, because they didn't want to bother me. They didn't, they knew, for instance, that going outside in the heat or having to sit outside in the heat would bother me. So instead of asking for me to take them and their friends, maybe to an amusement park, they waited in hopes that their friend's mother would do it. So Mm -hmm. I had no idea. They didn't ever tell me that. So that was, I learned a lot that day. (laughs) It was, it was really good. They, they seem like amazing young women. They are. I'm very proud of them. Best thing I've done with my life. Mm. Well, in kind of along that line, what has been the most helpful to you in terms of support from family or friends? Just letting me know that they're there and that I am not a burden. Um, I hear almost on a daily basis from people whose families or friends have literally turned their backs on them or ask them things like if they are putting on about this or if they're not being realistic or if they're lying about it um, or being dramatic. And I just, I can't wrap my head around anyone treating someone like that, much less your family and friends. I'm so lucky. Um, I always knew that I was lucky, but now being exposed to people, and it's a lot of people whose families are just um, not supportive, Mm. has made me recognize how really incredibly fortunate I am and what a huge difference that makes to really my disease, the course of my disease. I feel loved. I feel supported. And in that way, I am much lighter. I'm lighter in my attitude because I'm not in this alone. Yeah. I I think, like you said, the unpredictable nature of MS and how it changes from day to day, perhaps people don't understand how that affects someone I, I think it's a lack of understanding, but I can't imagine how difficult that must be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can't imagine why anyone would <laughs> make that up. I mean, I had one person one time suggest that, and I thought, you know, if I was going to make something up, I would make up something like, you know, Matthew McConaughey and I are dating. It wouldn't <laughs> be that I have MS. <laughs> Go big, right? Just go That's big. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I wouldn't waste that on MS. <laughs> so I know with with MS, when it does get bad and the and it flares up, 
or it just sometimes it can just be difficult to continually deal with something you've been dealing with this for 10 years what helps you get through the tough days I'm very fortunate not only to have family and friends that are supportive, but um, I started this website years ago that has put me in touch with so many other MSers on a daily basis, and that gives me so much strength. Um, I know that me showing up makes a difference to other people. Mm-hmm. So that makes a difference to me. <laughs> um, so I do show up. I show up every day on social media, and I email people, and I check on people. And um, just being a part of this community and wanting to support other people, particularly those who aren't as fortunate as I am, to have the kind of family and friends support that I have, that makes such a difference in my world. Um, I don't know what I would do without it, honestly. I might sink into this diagnosis, which I don't allow myself to do. I don't have time to do it. Um, I have no desire to do it either, but I've got so much to do to try and speak to so many people. I don't have time to think about the what ifs and the what's hurting now. I mean, during the course of the day, if you asked me if something were hurting or if something's numb or if something's twitching, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but I probably wouldn't have noticed it until then. <laughs> I'm just too busy. So it helps you to stay busy. Helps me to stay very busy, yes. When I, I'm recently coming off of a week in bed with pneumonia, and that was horrible because that gave me time to think. And that's when the what ifs started catching up. Hmm. I haven't had time like that in a very long time and time on my hands is not good for me. (laughs) I think staying busy and feeling like I have a sense of purpose beyond myself is what really has saved me in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I credit that in a lot of ways for how well I'm doing. Can you tell me about FUMSnow.com? Yeah. So I once I, I guess, got my feet under me after my diagnosis, I realized that while I was waiting for my diagnosis and then shortly after the diagnosis, I was, of course, online like crazy. And it was the most toxic place I could have been. It was nothing but doom and gloom you know, 10 years ago. So once I recognized that life with MS wasn't all doom and gloom and that it's, it's not a death sentence, it is a life sentence, but, you know, emphasis on life, um, I wanted to share that. I wanted particularly those newbies searching to find someplace online that was supportive of them and could show somebody living life well with MS. So I didn't stop. Um, My life didn't stop. There's bad times, but again, it's just life magnified. Everybody has bad times. But I wanted to show that there's a lot of life after diagnosis, and it can be really good life. Mm. Um, 
I wanted to support people in that way, and I wanted to share, you know, tips and tricks what's working for me, and to try and create a community where we could share tips and tricks together and share in our lives and our our triumphs and our sadness, and and it's just it's just been beautiful. I mean, what a gift. Nice. And can you tell me about your experience with multiplesclerosis.net? Oh, I hope you can hear me smiling because uh, what a fantastic community of people. Um, both the community um, that is getting the content and those who are making the content. Um, it's just been it's just been such a supportive, wonderful, loving kind of home, honestly. And I feel so valued there. Um, I feel like my work is is valued, my time is valued, my ideas of what I want to do. I'm a video contributor there, and so I can just come up with ideas that I think would be helpful to people and then make a video. I mean, how lucky am I? So prime example was that I get a lot of questions from people asking about how to tell their kids or if they even should and how that's going to affect their kids. So recognizing that, I multiplesclerosis.net um, and asked if it would be okay if I made a video just interviewing my kids. And they said, absolutely, do it. Sounds great. <laughs> and I did, and it was just a wonderful experience for all of us. Um, and I feel very, as I said, very valued and um, very appreciated. It's a lovely, loving place. Why do you think it's important for people living with MS and, and their families to have an online support community? It can be very isolating um, to have any kind of chronic illness. And I know I had to leave my full-time employment years ago, and that's where I got all of my, not all, but the vast majority of my um, social life. And it can be so isolating being home, whether you work from home or if you're ill or you're having a bad day or you can't work, you know, you're on disability, you can no longer work, whatever the case may be, it can be incredibly isolating. Um, and how wonderful to be able to get on your computer, on your laptop, on your phone, and instantly be in a room with other people who understand, who get it, who have been where you are, or who need you, too. What you have to say can help someone, too. It's a, a fantastic synergy that is created. And it's so helpful to know, no matter what time, day or night, it's available to you. Wherever you are, it's available to you. What is one thing that having MS has taught you about yourself? Can I cuss? Sure. If you need to. A, yeah, it's taught me I'm a badass, that's for sure. I uh, had no idea the resilience that I had. But no matter how many times this thing knocks me down, I just keep getting back up. And I am resolved that I'm going to keep getting back up. I won't let it win. 
And that's what MS taught me, how to get back up. I'd like to give a big thank you to Kathy Reagan Young for sharing her story with me. To watch Kathy's videos and join the conversation, visit multiplesclerosis.net. You can find more health communities at health-union.com. Thank you for listening to Living With. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.